All right. Oh, yeah, no, so we're think, on, dude. Right here, all right. let's go. All right. So, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, right before this, our old that big roadcaster thing that we have that we talked about uh, with Jason Bryant, just like the cord broke. Yeah. So we had to make a whole new setup. And uh, this probably won't be our most smoothest show, but it is, it's going to work for now. So if anything, if you guys can't hear us or understand us, please let us know in the chat so we can try and figure that out on the fly. But we had a good time doing that live show in Iowa City. And afterwards, I know that we had talked a little bit about doing, um, doing this live from now on. And I think it'd be more fun that way. I had a lot of fun doing it last time that way. Uh, hopefully you guys did as well. Um, at the end... If this will work, we're going to try and do this, uh, some live calls. So if you guys look down in the description of this video, there should be a uh, link to join the show via your phone or something or your computer, preferably. It says uh, join show by clicking here. So if you click that, that will bring you in. If you try to join early, we're not going to add you until the very end. So, um, don't waste your time trying to join early, but at the very end, if you guys are staying here, then you guys will have the opportunity to jump on the show and and uh, say what you want to say to the guys. All right, Corby, Jake, how you doing? Doing awesome. Pumped up about this live good. show. I'm excited to do live stuff now. It's, yeah, it's a good addition. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of on the fly. Corby, how you doing? Doing good, man. Everything's great out here. Okay. All right. So we should probably start with Bedlam. I put that up first because I thought that was the craziest duel. I know you guys were you were Corby, you were at Ironman. Jake, you were coaching somewhere, I'm sure. Did you guys get to catch much of the Bedlam stuff? Yeah, I I mean I watched uh, at least the end of the duel. I know I I think I kept, I jumped in at about we had practice that afternoon, so I jumped in like. 57 six end of 57 start of 65 and you know got to see the the mess that was that was bedlam play out so it was an awesome duel awesome ending yeah i was really surprised at that line and for some reason i'm going i guess i shouldn't say i'm surprised because i end up taking osu minus 13 and a half but man that wasn't even close and what's crazy to me is if you go back and look at the similarities of that duel between the Bedlam duel and the Cyhawk duel, it's almost like identical how it all went down, especially with that 13-point line. Did you guys recognize that at all? Did you guys think about that, or am I the only one thinking about Cyhawk still? <laughs> what did you think, Corby? No, I did. No, I, I definitely did. I got lucky, man. I uh, I was on a plane, and... Uh... I had to, I left Cleveland and I ended up having to go to Houston and I was on a plane and on United and, you know, to have the direct TV in the head, in the, you know, in the headrest of in front of you. And so I got to watch uh, Oregon State, Penn State, followed by Bedlam on my plane. So it was, it was probably one of the best plane rides I've ever had. Um, so that was good. Um, one thing about Bedlam, I mean, we can go through it, but to me, I mean, <clears throat> I can't believe, and maybe it's because the Oklahoma doesn't have a huge fan base, but at 184, okay, there was a situation at the end of that match where they nailed um, Penner for stalling when it was it was on the edge, and it's it's typical in the book, the video they show, you have to let the 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 guy back in, okay? Whitlake did not. He he circle circle kept pushing Penner towards the edge and they warned Penner for stalling there. And for that match went to overtime Whitlake wins. Okay. 
and then the pin and they win. Well, if if Penner wins, that's the sixth match. So it, no matter what happens at 97, Oklahoma wins that duel. Nobody's talking about that. That was a call at the end. That, and there was a lot of bogus calls in that duel that could have gone either way. But at that actual match, at the moment, I was watching that like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is going to be a huge ordeal. And I haven't heard anybody tweet about it, text about or, you know, anything about that. And, and to me, like that, that was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe the referee made that call in that position in with that situation the way that it was. Okay, let me ask you this. If you're Oklahoma State or if you're an Oklahoma fan, who should be more concerned right now? I mean, I feel like if you're an Oklahoma fan, you should be pretty happy with how that went down. Again, it's kind of similar to the Iowa State stuff where it's like Oklahoma State or Iowa has been so far ahead of Iowa State or Iowa. Uh, Oklahoma did a really good job of bringing in a lot of transfers with Moshe Schwartz and... um, they're going to get Buchanan here soon. Who I mean, Hanson. I mean, the line go, the list goes on and on for Oklahoma and what they've done with their transfers. But I think if if you're Oklahoma State, you're happy that you won at Bedlam. But I felt like you know, looking at that 13 point line, it should have been probably more dominant. But if you're Oklahoma, you lost, but you kept it close. So, uh, what do you guys think? Who should be more happy and who should be more concerned after this Bedlam duel? Um, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, you know, I think that I think Oklahoma should be happy, but I think they should also be disappointed. I think the, the way that duel kind of played out, I thought that they were going to win that duel. Um, however, you know, Okie State, I think with the the recruits that they've gotten in the last couple of years, just maybe haven't quite panned out like maybe they thought that it would. Um, so, you know, if I'm Okie State, that's like, hey, yeah, we won, but uh, I, I don't feel great about it. And if I'm Oklahoma. You know, you're probably in a position where where you should have won. Like, like Corby said, I think you know those because it, the stalling call it was like one stall in the middle of the mat, and then they run to the edge, and it's a stall at the edge of the mat in the last you know ten seconds between each stall call. Um, so you know, a little crazy there, but uh, yeah, if I'm Oklahoma, I feel good but not great just because I think they should have won. But, uh, you know, Okie State, man, they got to figure some stuff out. They've they've kind of been struggling as of late. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if John's stuck in his ways or if maybe they're having some hard weight cuts or w- what it is. But, man, they got to they gotta figure some stuff out. I'm sure – I'm sure Corby has the same thoughts as me. But, yeah, they've, they've been a little disappointing as of late. It's – to me too it's it's concerning because it's to me it's fight and effort right that's that's what i see out of oklahoma state i see certain kids just not fighting right um master at a point in the match kind of was like oh man i'm in a dog fight here and he kind of went the other way um carter young right um you know, gets taken down there and kind of puts his head down, gets rode for a while, then comes back in that match. And it's like, if you don't put your head down and tuck tail there for a little while, you, you know, you get out, you get away. And now more wrestling happens. You might win that match. I don't know. I think, um, I guarantee there was some stuff thrown at the break and that round that locker room and, and John, uh, definitely lit their ass up. I guarantee it. I could tell by the way, um, but when Dustin plot came out, at, at, in the middle of plots match 
I knew damn well that 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 uh, their ass got lit up in there because Plot's a leader, right? G comes out, goes through the motions, does his thing, is up big, gets a five, you know, gets a chance to where it looks like, hey, G could maybe get a major here, then he doesn't get the major, right? And then, so then you get you get Plot comes out, right? Gangbusters, just boom, boom, and I. I was watching the plane. I was like, oh, John lit their ass up, no doubt. Because the way Plot came out hungry to prove a point, to say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna come out. We need four of these next five, right? We we need them. And I and I need to and then and then they just dropped. Um, you know, you just dropped 65, right? So now Plot comes out and it's like, hey, we we need these next few here, right? So he comes out and lights the fire, and then and then Whitlake looks like he's going to lose, and then he comes back and gets the win. And then, I mean, how about that? Get in there. You know, Luke Serber is one of them, you know, really strong kids, right? Athletic, was, you know, talented coming up, was like a seven-pounder, could really wrestle, then got bigger. Then they decided to make him a heavyweight. Now he's back down to 97, where, in my opinion, nothing against 97-pounders, but they don't, like, flow and really wrestle well and he does so um you know he's very aware and and good for him man he he comes up big there and man when was the last time you seen john smith double legged and picked up like that <laughs> yeah i thought it was hilarious i don't know if you guys saw the lip reading or if you guys did any lip reading afterwards but uh if not go find the clip it's on twitter you can you can look at that uh but corby i want to ask you this the oklahoma state fans in the discord are not happy with you picking not picking Dustin Plot to All American. Have you changed your stance on that at all? I know. Same. Um, it's probably is Lisi in there? Hey, is it RJ Will Lisi? Who's on me? Got to be them boys. But anyway, um, it was injuries early. Um, definitely stances changed, right? And I, I said early, or you know, they had reached out to me and asked why, and and it was more. I guess I, it's the visual in my mind. I can't get it out of my head of his shoulder just popping out multiple times in matches. Him putting it back in and just going and going, right? And and obviously now he's proved to me the shoulder's fixed. It's good. Anchors in there are solid. And, and uh, yeah, no, I got plot to All-American for sure. Um, I think I might have had Edmund Ruth in there towards the bottom. Um, if I did, let's flip-flop them and, and definitely um, – yeah, plot's ready. I, I see it. I can just see it in the way he's moving, you know, the way he's out there. He's got it. In, and the way he came out after what he needed to do for his team this weekend, definitely. He he lit the fire, and I got him. I got him uh, All-American for sure. So, so Edmund know, Ruth uh, is out. Edmund Ruth is out, and plot's in, you're saying. You hear me? That's what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> Illinois fans, you yep. heard it here. Go, go get it. Go get him. Oh, man. Uh now right. I'm going to get nailed by my home state. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's move on to the World Cup here. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get to watch a ton of it because I was busy doing some personal stuff, and then I was flipping back and forth between all different duels and whatnot. But I did catch the USA versus Iran. So let's start there. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool environment from the aspect of you don't get to see a lot of those guys getting applauded in Iowa City, right, or Coralville. So most of the time, those guys are used to going, or girls are used to going there and probably, you know, getting booed and whatever, right? And to be able to go there and see them really kind of embrace it seemed seemed pretty cool to see. Plus, I felt like that arena is pretty good size for that. Like if if those amount of fans were in Carver, it probably wouldn't have looked 
as good, but I felt like it looked pretty like it looked like a pretty decent crowd. It sounded like a pretty decent crowd from the stream. Uh, did you guys pick up the same thing? Yeah, I I I was like you, Zach, you know, coaching on Saturday and then we had practice Sunday. So I didn't get to watch a ton of it. You know, that's my kind of my plan this week is to go back and hopefully get get to watch some. But I ran, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the um, with the attendance of fans. I thought, uh, you know, I was a little worried with it being wrestling season here in uh, our high school wrestling season that, you know, maybe we don't get to see the fans that we did, but it, it seemed like it was well attended. And, you know, the, everything I heard was a lot of USA chants and people getting pretty crazy and pretty rowdy. So overall I was, I was really happy with the attendance. Yeah. I think, I think for the most part, other than some, some East coast haters were saying, you know, they don't like coming out here and stuff, but we won't pay them no mind. Um, as far as the wrestling goes though, <laughs> the, uh, I think, you know, what do you guys think's going on with Yanni? Obviously, it's tough competition. It's not like he's losing to nobodies, but it is, what, three losses in a row now. So, again, versus very high-level competition, right, folk style and freestyle. But uh, what do you think's going on over there? Corby, you got you got anything? I don't, I don't think there's anything that I don't know what to say. I mean, he's... You know, you take a couple losses, you lose to Gomez, you know, that's that's a surprise. But I don't think, you know, at, at the weight he's at and then training folk style and freestyle, I don't I don't look into it too much. Um, you know, he looked really good against Iran. That dude's a stud. You know, he's a bad matchup for, for Yanni as well. So, you know, I don't look too much into it. I think just a combination, you know, and, and everybody – overall you know you look at jordan burroughs losing too i don't i don't think we're peaked for this performance peaked for this event um i don't think that we should either i think we should make it a priority make it a uh, important event but you know we're not peaking like we are for worlds or olympics so i don't look too much into it i think he just wrestles some tough competition and you know they just got the better of him today i don't or this weekend so i'm not too worried about yanni i think he's going to come back strong win a ncaa title and go on to win multiple world uh world medals that's that's my thoughts on it yeah you know yanni's gonna have to he's gonna have to go through a tough kid from from ames um on mondays or on tuesday so you know we'll, we'll see what happens there but uh <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh I shout out to my Panera. opinion no my opinion is yanni's bigger than people think it's that's where I'm coming. It's my opinion on this one. Um, I think uh, he's gotten thicker. He's gotten bigger than people think, and and uh, I think he's actually having to cut some weight now. And I definitely think going down to 65 is a cut for him. And and it's hard. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's been training freestyle and folk style up until this point, so he could stay ready for the World Cup, right? I mean, it's. It's not like he's just in the room doing strictly folk style. So I think I think now you shut the freestyle down, you focus back on the folk style, and I think Yanni give Yanni four weeks and he'll be looking like Yanni, crisp Yanni back in. You know, it's just different, right? It's, I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, so it's like the training's a little different. The you know the way things are, your mind. I just think you'll. You'll see Yanni be Yanni here. Not that he hasn't been. He's been great. I just think people, you know, um, he's not little skinny Yanni anymore. Like, that dude's got some legs on him. He's got some hips. He's 
he's bigger than people think. And, uh, and then training both styles. I mean, you know what? Jason Nolf was impressive this weekend. Jason Nolf boxes. He does jujitsu. He wrestles. He, I mean, you know how hard that is to do, to do multiple. Like you're doing jujitsu and rolling around, laying on your back, and you're trying to wrestle freestyle. It's very impressive. Like, and uh, so yeah. I mean, I thought we looked good against Iran. Um, Jo losing. I mean, was a little. You know, the, the head scratching thing about J.O. was the turn, right? You typically don't see J.O. giving up turns. Um, but Are you talking about J.B.? You no, know, maybe just, like you said, we're not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I say J.O. Gosh. Yeah, J.B. He giving up. You don't see J.B. like give up turns. Like when was the last time he got turned? I mean, in my brain and high level competition, I just it's been a long time. So, um, you know, that was that that was one takeaway. Um, my other takeaway is, um, we talk about Zaire, right? The heavyweight from Iran, man, this new kid's a freaking beast, dude. I mean, <laughs> he's a, he's a hammer. He's almost seven feet tall. I mean, I don't know that, I don't know Zaire beats him. So, um, we could have a new, new kid, 18 year old, um, from Iran at heavyweight, you know, take the world by storm. I was really impressed by him. I knew who he was obviously, but, um, I thought, oh, Zilmer's crafty. He'll be able to, you know, do something. Man, not at all, dude. That kid was solid. I do want to shout out Jordan Burroughs, though, for competing in this. I know some of the other guys didn't compete for whatever reasons that we don't know. But shout out to Jordan Burroughs for showing up. I felt like he's kind of, he's kind of like, uh, like you see Dan Gable from, you know, representing wrestling all the time he's always willing to do interviews he's always at every event he's always shaking hands he's always doing as much as he can to be an ambassador to the sport and kind of dan gable kind of forgets about the whole you know him being an iowa hawkeye thing and he's like more of more of a wrestling guy right rather than being like just an iowa hawkeye guy and i feel like jordan burroughs is kind of doing that as well where i'm not going to say names or nothing but i feel like a lot of times in wrestling with people who have a big resume or big accolades to their name or have a lot of um you know clout per se choose you know pick and choose when they want to do you know interviews or when they want to compete in certain things like that for whatever reasons i it's that's not that's none of my business but i do want to applaud jordan burroughs for even going out there and uh be willing to come all the way to iowa to compete in this thing um i'm sure he probably could have got got paid doing you know an exhibition match for somebody else or doing something else but i think he should get some roses for going out there because win or lose, we got to see Jordan Burroughs compete, and that's always exciting. So shout out to JB, and also shout out to Kyle Snyder for also competing in this thing. And he wrestled against Gassimpour, which uh, you know people people didn't know if that was going to happen because he bumped up or whatever, right? So nobody was really expecting that. And uh, you know, I know other countries sent their, you know, maybe not their A team. Sometimes, you know, they sent their U23 guys or whatever. Uh, so shout out to those guys for putting it on the line for the fans. Um, you guys agree? Heck yeah. Dude, Kyle Snyder looked unbelievable this weekend too, you know, uh, having got some poor bump up to him and he kind of just dominated the match. But yeah, you always got to tip your hat to the guys that are going to be willing to compete. And JB's, he's never afraid to compete. So, you know, he bumps up, he bumps down, he moves all over. He's... He's awesome. Same with Snyder, you know, Take, taking that match against Cox was probably something that 99% of the um, population wouldn't do just because you're in a kind of a lose-lose situation. And, and you know, he, he never backs down from a challenge. So 
it's awesome to see that. I think it's important for our, our youth kids and high school kids to see guys like that doing those things and, and not being afraid to compete and just kind of hide behind a ranking or a result. So it's, I think it's, I think it's a benefit and I think it's, it's a really positive thing for, for our kids to see. I think the Iranians no, too, the, the Iranians should get some, some more roses as well, because, you know, there were some controversial calls in that and, uh, you know, they were getting into it. The, the, the Iranian bench was getting into it. I think it was the, it was the Pantaleo match when, you know, that the controversy that people were talking about, and we can get into that, but the Iranian guy goes out there and thinks he won. So he's celebrating, he's doing whatever he's doing. He's kind of getting into it with the crowd and whatnot. And then obviously he gets challenged and he ends up losing. And he still took that. Uh, was that Yazdani, the younger brother? Baby I can't yes. remember. Yeah. So he, go, he goes out there and he's celebrating. Then they take it away from him and he's still going over and like shaking the hand and, and hugging and, and being cool. And it was really cool to see that from, you know, the opponents rather than them. They could have easily been way more upset than they were. And uh, there was another moment, too, where they um, I think it was a Jordan Burroughs match. They, they raised Jordan Burroughs hand, you know, after he lost. It was like those guys, I think, know how much. Americans care about wrestling probably just as much as the Iranian fans care and they came over here and uh, I hope we get to see more things like that because I think that's something that's bigger than sports and it, that was really cool to see from those guys like the sportsmanship I thought no Iran USA the sportsmanship and then respect in the wrestling ranks I mean when we've gone over there in the past I mean they they love our guys they treat our guys great and and uh, a lot of our guys you know can't you know would love to go over there more you know what i mean so and yeah jb man ambassador to the sport like you said you know we talk in college at ducking and you know guys missing and and injury defaults on the backside and whatever in our sport and here's a guy that you know he's getting i mean listen he's he's getting up there in age where like you know he should be marking his calendar for like very minimal competitions right but he's an ambassador to the sport knows what it means to put on for the kids and for usa wrestling and and i mean wow just think think back like go back 10 years right 12 let's think of like how much he's done for our sport jordan burroughs in the last 10 years think about that you know what i mean where he's i mean from being on good morning america to being commercials to being you know I mean, he really got wrestling in front of people, right? And we used to be that way for a while. There were guys, and then we took a stop a stop there where we didn't have a lot of uh, guys that, you know, the faces were familiar to others. And then here comes JB, right? And then, boom, the whole, whole world, all sports, you know, everybody knows who he is. So it's, it's awesome. And the fact that he's still out there, man, is uh, – and competing at the level that he is at his age. I mean, gosh, you got, I mean, you got coaches in the rooms that are, that are five years younger than JB that are like, Oh man, you know, I only scrap once a week now, you know, I'm, I'm 28. I'm getting up there. I only scrap once a week. You know, it's like this dude's still training, beating the best in the world. So. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, Hopefully some of the younger guys see Jordan Burroughs. So it's like, if you guys want to have as big of a brand as him, obviously the winning's important, but we've seen people win a lot and not have that same 
brand that JB has had and me speaking from experience when I was going through high school wrestling and when I really started to get into the sport, it was all JB, everything. Uh, my mom just sent me a picture the other day of me in high school, like wearing his old uh, cage gear stuff, you know, and if you're a younger wrestler and you're talented and whatnot and cage you know, you're, gear. yeah, back in the day, but or cage fighter, was it cage fighter or cage gear? Cage I can't fighter. remember. Cage fighter. fighter that's cage what it was. fighter. Yeah. I'm surprised you even got, I'm surprised your gear even got delivered. <laughs> yeah. I had all of it back in the day, but, but what I was trying to say was like, if you're a younger guy, it's like, if you guys want your brand to be big, you got to go out there and compete. If you look at some of the bigger super matches in the past decade or whatever, it's, it's all JB. Like what other super match outside of like NCAA, I'm talking exhibition where like you have a flow or whoever pay you money. Like, it's always JB. It's everybody. It's always JB. And I think it's because Jordan Burroughs is just willing to go out there and do that. So I want to, I want to shout out, uh, shout out, not cage fighter, cage gear, whatever. <laughs> Let's shout out Jordan Burroughs. <laughs> All right. We can move on to Iron Man. I'm sure Jake, you paid attention being a high school coach, Corby. I'm sure you had a good time out there. Uh, we don't have to bring in every single result, but there was some drama and uh let's get into some of that um should we start there what do you want to start corby go ahead start with you're the you're the one that uh you know you were there i just i just followed from afar so you you take it away um yeah what what drama um what drama you want to talk about zach I'll start. Let's start with the flex, the Ferrari flex. It's been a while since we've had a you know Ferrari in the headline. So uh, you know, shout out to the Ferraris for giving us some entertainment. But um, you know, but there's always going to be people that are going to be upset with celebrations. And I feel like when you're an athlete, you got to probably keep that in mind. Now, did it bother me? Not at all. You know, I love that kind of stuff. I love seeing that kind of things but i'm being told that there were some deeper issues which we don't have to get into all the all that stuff but there is it should be known that there's probably a little bit of context there and it wasn't just hey this is you know i'm punching down here because you know just an unprovoked celebration like he was partying for a reason and um, i'm sure most people know the reason they were they were there right and then they left um i think that's valid to me but i don't know the deeper reasonings behind why they left and whatnot but if if i'm if there is bad blood there and you want to celebrate you want to party you won go ahead and flex that's just my opinion though i could be wrong that's exactly what happened just you know they were there there's just some you know little bad blood and and i think uh you know you beat them in a big stage and you uh and you sign them right i don't think right i mean if his last name's not Ferrari, it's not, it's not a huge deal. Right. It's, you know, people are trying to, in my opinion, you know, Oh, he's going to be, you know, you know, trying to say, you know, there's not, that kid's a great kid, man. That Ferrari kid, Angelo Ferrari, there's not, that kid's amazing. Like, you know, people are trying to label, right. It's this how society is now. You know what I'm saying? It's, just the way it is it's sad but it's true right and um you know you're you're good people are gonna hate hate you and you know a lot of people are gonna boom whatever but then to your face you know they're not gonna say much they're gonna tuck tail and look the other way and you know i like the kid i think he's one of the best high school wrestlers around and you know i know he put out his list of five and 
I mean, after that there, I mean, come on. I mean, where, where, I mean, you guys live in the state of Iowa. I mean, where, where does that, where does that kid need to be? I mean, come on, man. That kid needs to be. I agree. I agree. See that right now, that kid flexing. That's I'm top five list. I mean, to me, I I don't know. I don't know. According to, I think Ames, huh? According to Hawkeye fans, they don't like it when people celebrate. So maybe he shouldn't go there at Iowa State. We don't mind. How many how many Iowa State fans you see complain about Yonger with his tongue out? None, right? So if he wants to flex and he well, wants I to mean, party, there's only five hundred of. <laughs> they they only allowed us they only allowed us like a hundred <laughs> tickets or something like that. I was told to that duel, uh, but I mean, if you want to party. You go to the fan base. I'm reading on Twitter that Hawkeye fans do not like the the celebrations. So I, th- I would counter counter argue there, Corby. Uh, Jake, what was your favorite uh, match of the weekend for <laughs> Iron Man? Um, you know, I don't know about this. Probably wasn't my favorite. Just the one I I saw all over Twitter. If you want to talk about drama, was uh, Lockett. Um, getting his fourth i think fourth caution for a um you know coming back to the center and not putting his foot on the line which you know i watched i watched a lot of i mean if you're talking iowa high school wrestling i watched a lot of high level iowa high school wrestling this weekend with you know there's like six of the top 10 teams two nationally ranked teams at tournament we were at and i saw zero uh, cautions for coming back to the center and not getting your foot on the line. That's always been a position where the ref says, Hey, you know, you know, move your foot over whatever, you know? So that, that was, that was interesting. I know Lockett had an awesome scramble in the match before. I cannot remember the kid's name that he was wrestling. Um, but it was in his quarterfinal match. Uh, he had an awesome match. Awesome scramble. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm a little guy, so I'm pretty, um, impartial to the 126 on down. So, you know, to see, to see Luke Lillidal beat Forrest in overtime, that was impressive. Davino put on a tough ride against McGowan. That was, um, you know, a match that, that we were all excited about. And then, you know, uh, Bassett whooped up on, uh, Barrett Jordan, which I think, Maybe some people weren't surprised by. I was surprised. I thought Barrick Jordan was going to be really big at 113, and uh, Bassett apparently is just—he's just that good. So, yeah, it was an exciting tournament. You know, I didn't get to watch in person. I got to watch uh, via computer. But you know, those are some of those lightweight matches I was excited about. And then you know that that call at that caution call just kind of ruins ruins high school wrestling sometimes for me. It's just. It just sucks to watch a kid get his heart ripped out over a ref making uh, a caution call over probably what like a half an inch, according to some of the pictures I saw. It's tough. I don't. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, it's a that's a very tough one to to call, right? As an official, I think my opinion. I, I was there. I was pretty close to it. Um. When they went out of bounds uh, on the way back, Lockett wanted injury time. He did the he did the whirly to the coach, right? And the coach right. told him no, shook his head no. So yep, he wanted yeah he wanted injury time. Coach told him no. 
So they were on their way back, right? And I think my opinion, I don't know, but like maybe the ref, well, obviously he knew, he knew that the caution was going to be a point because he'd already awarded points on the caution. So I don't know there if actually the ref in his brain wasn't thinking he's stalling because he wouldn't come to, he got up to the line. He wanted injury. Ref, coach told him no. He kind of walks back slow, and then he doesn't put his foot there because, you know, he wants that extra second maybe, and the ref hits him. So I think there was a little bit more going on there than just put his foot on the line. So, um, you know, um, and I actually did talk to Ladarian afterwards a little bit, and, you know, he, I mean, takes it like a champ, man. The kids, I mean super cool, calm, you know, 10 minutes afterwards. And he's like, you know, I shouldn't have left it up to the, shouldn't have been that close. You know, I should have been scoring. I wasn't. And you know what I mean? And he, he even said, I wanted injury time and coach told me no. So like he, you know, there, I think there was a little bit more going on there than just the caution. But yeah, if you, from the outside wrestling world, you see that picture, you see things, you're like, oh, that's horse shit, you know, whatever. And and do I like a, a match ending that way? Absolutely not. But I think there was a little bit more going on there than just the foot on the line. And I'm with you. Um, I thought Barrett Jordan would put up a match. Not, I thought his strength and being a man would pose some some uh, issues maybe for Bassett, right? I didn't think Bassett would go out and do what he did um, to him. And yeah, I mean, Bassett's unbelievable. I walked away from that tournament really really impressed with him um and also with luke lillidall right i mean i'm so impressed with jacks Forrest. i mean coming in the weekend uh in two against d1s five pins or five text five text two pins um had beaten unger unger loses to richie figueroa and Overtime in Vegas, Unger beats the Lee Consulman four to nothing. So that's just putting everything in perspective, guys. That's what Jax Forrest has done. And um, so then, you know, he goes out there and he, you know, rips his way through the tournament. He gets into the finals against Lil Doll, and then Lil Doll beats him. Luke Lil Doll is really, really good. And, uh, you know, that's that's where I'm at. And uh, I don't know where you're going to go. I know I had a visit to Iowa State and wrestled in their old beat some college guys himself. Um, and you know, I don't know. We'll see where he ends up, but whoever gets Luke Lillidall is going to be, uh, very, very, very happy. I think Luke Lillidall is going to grow. Um, I think he could possibly be a 41 pounder in the future is where I'm at, but we'll see. Corby, this is probably a question for you since you're always deep into the bracket sheets afterwards. Uh, was there anything on the backside that you think people are missing out on results-wise that you think should be highlighted? Is there anything – I know I'm putting you on top of your, on the spot here, but uh, anything off the top of your head that you saw um, on the backside no, you're mean, impressed by? Or Jake, either one of you guys. No, I mean, not not off the top of my head. I mean, I imagine there was some. It's so – I have looked at the bracket, but the way it's, you know, there's two gyms or ten mats, so sometimes, you know, once the winners get rolling, then, the, then like, from the blood round on is down in the back gym. So it's like I, I saw some results, but I didn't get my eyes on a lot of them backside matches to be able to, like, tell you what happened in them. Um, but there were a couple other calls, too. Um, in the uh, Bailey Bailey and Cannon match in overtime, there was like 
Bailey had a leg in with like a power half on the far side, but Cannon butted up and kept moving. And, you know, Cannon's a kid with a heck of a story. He was at Wyoming Sam. He ends up, you know, with back issues that they find mass in his back and they have to remove it. And he's like off the mat for two years. And now he's back 138. Now he's, you know, um, you know, that was in the semifinal actually. And then um, Cannon makes the finals against uh, Cannon Webster and uh, hey, shout out Illinois! Six champs at the Ironman, six count them, six champions out of fourteen weights. So Landa Lincoln known himself with a grappler, and uh, the Landa Lincoln showed up out there in Ohio and uh, and showed the boys how uh, a little bit of wrestling's done there. That heavyweight is from Illinois, right? The one that we saw at Donnybrook, and he he came here and won and won as well. Dylan Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Is, yes, you think he'll he wrestle is. or, yep. or uh, play football in college? My gut says football. His brother's in the league. His brother's like 6'5". I think he's with the Buffalo Bills. Um, so, I mean, they've got the size in the family. I, I could see I could see him playing. Oh, yeah. Gallo did, too. That's right. Uh, Dylan, yeah. No, Gallo from the Sink Valley, one of uh, PAU's teams. He battled all the way back on the backside um, and ended up placing. Um, we missed Zach Ryder at the tournament. He's injured. Um, so that was a that was one of the guys we missed. And uh, shout out to Braden Thompson, um, challenging himself, um, going up to 190. You know, he only weighed in at like 183, could have been 75. I think he's going to go 95 in Illinois. It's you know, he's wrestled a lot of those kids at 75 and 82 already. And so he's figuring go to a new weight and wrestle a bunch of kids that he hasn't wrestled. So um, in this day and age, when kids don't challenge themselves and they're running and ducking, you know, it's cool to see him. You know, he goes 86 kilos at the feral. You know, he's wrestling senior level competition, um, you know, and now he bumps up to 90. You know, he's going to go 95 in Illinois. He was 95 and he won the Donnybrook. You know, it's just it's impressive to see a kid that's probably – could be an 874 out of the gate, maybe if they did, but they'll have plots probably an 84. But I tell you what, he better gain some weight because if he shows up down there at 182 or 183 pounds and John Smith's still roaming campus, he may be a 65-pounder out the gate So because they're going to need a 65 next year. All right, let's move right along here. Go back to college wrestling here. We're kind of flipping around, but uh, I got to watch Virginia Tech Mizzou duel, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Mizzou, no, you know, I don't want to send a shot at Bummy here, but they're not, they are not helping themselves when it comes to wrestling, you know, these top level teams. That's always kind of been the the um the fake news about Mizzou is they don't wrestle anybody and and then they get in these kind of situations where they get, you know, top level competition and and they don't maybe perform in these kind of moments, this top ten moment. Um, but did you guys get to watch this duel much, or am I the only one that watched it? I felt like there was a lot going on at that point because you had Bedlam, you had VT Mizzou, and then you had World Cup going on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch a whole lot outside of um, just looking at some of the results. Um, but it looked like I know we talked about in our group chat. Just you know, Missouri was missing a guy or two, and um, I know the 149 match was really good. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it yet, but. Uh, yeah, I think overall it was obviously an awesome duel, right? 17-15, something like that. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech gets the upset. I think Mizzou is 
Um, you know, obviously them not having certain at 125 hurt them a lot. I think that's a match. It's probably a toss-up match that, you know, uh, you know, maybe decides the duel. I don't know. Zach, you, you probably know more or Corby knows if he watched it, but those are just my kind of takeaways. I, I think Makai Lewis, uh, I, lo- I watched a couple highlights of him. He looked, he looked good. He's, he's ready to rock and roll again. Um, but you know, Missouri tough dual team, guess we'll, 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 we'll know more about them here in the next couple of weeks. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised that 84 Hunter Bullen beating Sean Harmon that bad. Um, but yeah, 184 and 125 are definitely the uh, the sword that Mizzou died on, in my opinion. Um, Corby, what did you think of the Brock Mahler, Caleb Henson result? Seven to five, Brock Mahler. For some reason, I thought Henson was going to beat him, but Brock Mahler pulled it off. He, Brock Mahler is a winner, by the way. That guy just figures out ways to win. 100%. Um, <clears throat> I like Mahler there, and and the reason is just positioning, right? I think that um he's got a really good feel and he's not a guy that um gives up a lot of points and usually if you score on him with something you don't score on him again with it in the match um so i liked him there i liked Vatek in the ghoul as well i think i said in the chat before when the lines came out i think um they were i think they were getting a point and a half uh, and then i think they were a on bet Fred, maybe they were a pick them on the other or vice versa. And yeah, it was a pick either way. Um, yeah, I liked him either way. Um, I just thought I saw, I didn't think Andonia would go yet. Uh, soon I'm hearing. Um, so, um, that was one. And then I liked Vatek at 25. They didn't list certain in the probables so that I gave that to Vatek. So then, you know, the toss up, it pretty much went chalk. You know, I, I liked bowling. I mean, no upsets in the duel. Um, everybody that was ranked higher and that was really supposed to win. If you look at it on paper one. And so, um, yeah, no real shock to me. Um, I like Vatek. I like what they're doing. Uh, they got that problem at 25. Good problem to have. A lot of teams have a problem at 25 this year. I mean, think about it. Arizona state right now, Figaro Courtney, Rutgers, Shaver Peterson, right? You've got Vatek, Ventresca, Cooper, Flynn, right? And then you got the best team in the country winning national title after national title that don't have a 25 Penn State, right? I mean, they have Steen, but I'm talking about a high-level kid, right? It's just crazy to me. It's just weird. And then you've got Princeton who, if Gloria doesn't make weight they forfeit because they don't have another 25 on their whole team as well i looked the other day at wisconsin's roster and they don't have a 25 on their team besides barnett it's just crazy to me like bono probably wakes up every morning but first thing he does is probably look at the portal you know what i mean and and he doesn't have another 25 on his roster it's unbelievable but you got like 941s through 49s it's just wild. I can't, I can't, there's 25s out there. I don't know why. I just don't know why these teams don't have 25s. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe a team would never have a 25. That, you know, I'd be a, I ahead, would never Jack. be a fan of a team like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that has to get guys from seven 11. Um, I, I will talk about this though. Keegan O'Toole got taken down and I'm not 
like I'm high on Keegan O'Toole. I'm picking him to win it. I'm picking him to, to win the Hodge too. But I felt like there's maybe two or three little chinks in his armor. And maybe that's my own being so high on him that I thought he was going to be untouchable. But he did get taken down in this match. He had a close match with Peyton Hall, who's really freaking good. I'm, I'm probably higher on Peyton Hall than I am uh, taking O'Toole down a notch. And then, um, you know, he didn't tech the the what was that kid's name from uh, St. Louis school? The Lindenwood kid, right? Didn't get, didn't get any uh, bonus points or maybe he majored him or something like that. He was the only one on the team that didn't get a tech or a major or a pen. Either way, there's been a, there's been a few chinks in his armor and you look at how good David Carr did against PK. I'm maybe starting to think otherwise about O'Toole beating Carr and you guys can call me Homer all you want. I originally picked, O'Toole to win, so now I'm kind of going the other way. Where are you guys at on this Car O'Toole thing? We're going to see it eventually. So uh, today, if they wrestle today, who are you guys picking? I mean, I got I got Keegan O'Toole all day. I mean, not all day, but I do think I th- I think you know we're talking about recency bias. I think uh, last week people were talking about Kennedy beating Car, right? So um, you know, a couple bad matches or a couple. Um, bad performances. I don't think you you can, you know, I don't think you can make any uh, predictions off of that, or at least I'm not going to. Um, I think that Carr is obviously extremely good. I think he looked great against Kennedy. Um, you know, I g- give me O'Toole though. He, I think he's better. I don't think he's going to make any mistakes. I think he's going to get up for a, a match against Carr more than he's going to get up for a match against Lindenwood. No offense to Lindenwood, but, uh, you know, maybe he's trying some new things. Maybe he's looking for falls. Maybe he wants, you know, he's talking Hodge, Hodge stuff. So, you know, I, I think when it comes down to it, I think that, that he's going to be Carr. I think it's going to be close. I think Carr's, um, you know, probably a finalist type kid. But, you know, I get, give me Keegan O'Toole. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Corby? Yeah, I, I like, I mean, right now I like O'Toole, but, um, you know, let's see what happens. Now, I think I got a surprise um, guy at, for the Hodge right now. Um, I think Kirk Fleet, man. Look at what Kirk Fleet's doing right now. Okay. Let's say he runs the table. He's teching dudes as a heavyweight. He, let's say he runs the table and beats Mason and Schultz and and Cassiope and goes undefeated. I mean, who else right right now? 125, Spencer, really not enough matches. We're not seeing RBY a lot. Um 41's not really a wait for a Hodge. 49. I mean, we're everybody's taking a loss already. 57, no, 50 tools not looking great, right? I mean, he's looking great, but he's not looking like he's going to be the Hodge guy. Um, 74, um, you know, it's one of those weights, 84. I mean, I'm looking through where are we going to, who's going to, I mean, where's the Hodge going to come from this year? Are we going to have, I mean, are we going to have a one loss Hodge winner or are we going to get a Hodge to a guy, maybe a Hodge to a guy that doesn't have a lot of matches? It's going to be an interesting year to see where the Hodge goes. I, I'm still, I, I'm still trying to make sure that my prediction's correct with O'Toole. So I, I, 
I'm going to stay there, but I'm only getting worried because of how good David Carr is looking. And, you know, I, just like small things with O'Toole, but I feel like O'Toole is probably just one of those guys who's going to give up takedowns and have weird performances because of the style that he wrestles. He's so unorthodox that, you know, someone's going to catch him, but he's never really in that much danger. Even the Peyton Hall match, I, you know, you kind of always felt like Peyton Hall was, was playing catch up more than he was, you know, trying to like even things out. It felt like, at least in my opinion, um, but no, I, I thought the gambling really makes things interesting, doesn't it? Did you guys pay attention to the lines at all this weekend? Oh, for sure. For sure I did. And, uh, oh, the car thing. Let me say that I know on the shows in the past, I had, you know, thrown out there, you know, hey, maybe car certified down at 50. When I got my eyes on David Carr at the Iowa duel, no, nah, he, there's no way. His legs got bigger. His body's transformed. I got a little, you know, up close and got to see what he looked like and and then over the weekend i confirmed he he did not certify at 57 he's a 65 pounder and uh he's grown into the weight and uh that's where he'll be um so yeah i think uh i'm you know what i what i'm what i'm shocked about is that <clears throat> that david carr <clears throat> isn't a more like I don't know. Is it why is he not a more household like, like, like name, right? Like, is it? I don't know. In like the wrestling community, right? It seems like a lot of other athletes, right, get talked about. Um, is it? Is it maybe just that he's he's quiet and actually not in your face? Um, you know what do you? thing zach it's like to me he's such a good kid and a great person and he's an unbelievable wrestler and and uh so kind and nice to everybody and i just think like i don't know is it maybe that you know he that, that he just i don't know for some reason to me it's like than that what do you think is it ames think, is it out there he's in the middle of the corn or what no i think you are wrong i think that he is a household name and the reason why is you know he gets invited to the all-star classic and that, like they don't just invite anybody to that, right? You got to be the top dog, and how many? Look how many top dogs there are at 165, and he's the one that gets the call. So I think if you're Flow Wrestling or whoever NWCA who actually puts that together, right? I think you're looking at who's going to be the biggest draws, and so the fact that he got chosen at 65. Now I know at the time it was you know the whole Monday car thing that they wanted to kind of revitalize. So maybe you could make the argument that he's using the family name or whatever that's maybe why he's who he is or whatever but i think the other thing is he uh, the other reason why i think you're wrong is who was the talk all off season like right after march for now two years in a row and not because he lost last year it was because they all think he's going to transfer they all think he's going to transfer so um that could just be me though i might be maybe i'm not the best one to ask that because i'm i to me he's like you know, he's like the guy, right? So I'm an Iowa State guy. To me, he's like, he's the dude. He's the guy. He's the he's that's he is him, as the kids say. So I think for for me, I'm maybe a, the wrong person to ask, but I, I I do think that you're wrong, and I think that he is as big of a name. Um, and I think you could make the argument that Penn State has so many good guys that some of those guys get buried, and they don't have as big a names as as they could have. Um, I don't know, Jake. As a neutral perspective, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think Carr gets the love that he probably deserves. I think that uh, he, 
you know, maybe it's his style. Maybe it's Iowa State, you know, kind of being down a little bit compared to what they had been before. I think Dresser's obviously bringing them back up, and, and he's kind of been the catalyst that's that's done that and helped bring them back into the top ten and, and now, honestly, the top five or six. So, um, you know, I don't think he gets a love that he deserves, but at the same time as he's not out there pinning people, he's not out there on social media stirring up stuff he's not out there um you know being uh aj ferrari you know if we want to really get into it um you know uh but uh you know his social media is more it's positive it's it's all about iowa state and it's not just iowa state wrestling it's iowa state athletics he's he's trying to you know build build a brand there and and build up you know iowa state as a whole so I think he gets a ton of love within Iowa, but, you know, on a national scene, I don't think he gets the love that he deserves. Obviously he's a national champ. You know, he got third, third last year. He's, he, he bumped up a weight into Keegan O'Toole, Shane Griffith, Dean Hamidi, um, Amin. So I think he's kind of trying to etch his, you know, his name and history here with, with doing something like that, you know, he, he, the easy thing would have been to cut down to 57 and, and, and probably win another title, but he wants to challenge himself and go up to 65. So I think if he goes out and wins a national title this year, you're going to hear a lot more people talk about David Carr. I, I think he's underrated when it comes down to that stuff. Bringing up, uh, yeah. So you see over the weekend, um, Amin was back. He went to the Cleveland State Open, and he actually lost to Bryce Hepner. Remember, Bryce Hepner beat Carson Karchla in the wrestle-off. So Hepner beat Amin over the weekend. And then the same day, he's up the road, and then Penn, Ohio State forfeit 65 in the dual meet. So I don't know if Karchla didn't make weight or if what happened, but he didn't wrestle in that duel and they forfeited while Hepner was out at the open. Kind of weird to me. I don't know what happened. I tweeted at him and I didn't get a response. And so um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know what happened, why what, why it went down that way. But old Tom Ryan, he didn't. He decided he wasn't going to answer me. So that's okay. Did you get a DM? Is he no, fake freezing? No, no, oh, no. no. Only, <laughs> you only get... Yeah, though those are no those only no those only come in nasty grams as you know we got a lot of hey we got a lot of soft coaches out there right you know ever you ever <laughs> Tell see, like um remember when you were a kid and they, like Charmin you know Charmin you know oh there's Charmin soft. soft oh my god some coaches out there oh my god where are you about listen there's some coaches out there if you're at an open tournament and a media guy tweets something out that you don't like, please, please, please coach your athletes, get them ready. If you're going to DM, DM after the tournament, not like six minutes later when you got another guy up in the corner. Okay. Stop being soft. All right. We're wrestlers. We can be tough. And, uh, you know, you know, some of you coaches out there who you are. So, uh, let's go. You guys are going to start getting called out now. Maybe some of you in the future by name. Okay. <laughs> Um, so better slow your rolls out there. You softies live on. Hey, they're going to go need, like crispy cream and shit. Like we need to get a coach on here with us. 
like to be the fourth member for one of these shows one time. What do you think? Let's do it. I think we can get somebody good, and I Let's think we can, we'll we can get, get somebody. We gotta want. get somebody that's willing to f- kind of get you? things fired up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Someone needs to get something off their chest. Yeah. Well, let's see. Who could we get? You know me. I talk a whole hell of a lot. So we definitely, we don't want to bring, I mean, people don't realize it, but we don't want to bring on Matt Cap. Matt Cap. Matt Cap's me. He's a big talker. So, uh, but no, Matt Cap would be a good one actually to get on. Um, Cause you got, you know, you're an Iowa State guy. You know what I mean? It'd make you feel warm and fuzzy. He's probably the coach. He's probably the one coach on the staff I don't have that much relationship with uh, you know uh, i'm not that i have like a relationship with any of them really but like he's the one i probably talk to the least so i'm gonna say i could st john doesn't even really talk that much and i you know i probably talked to him more than than metcalf so far um anyways all right let's move on here we're gonna move on to beat the streets la before we do that though you guys if you want to join the chat, which we would love to have um, some people join the video chat particularly, but if you don't want to do the video and you just want to call, you can go ahead and call the number that is down below. Um, the number is 515-344-4098. That's 515-344-4098. Just scroll down and click the freaking link and uh, join the video chat. It should be right down there, which it is. So... Uh, 40 of you guys watching. Let's see if we can get somebody in here. Um, let's talk about Beat the Streets LA, though. It is this, this could be weekend. dangerous. It's- yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun, though. But while we wait, we'll talk about Beat the Streets LA. Um, the Ukraine women, they won the World Cup, and they are continuing their U.S. tour on over to LA. They're getting on a flight and going over to LA, and uh, they um, they look freaking good. I love it. Um, let me read off some of these matches here really quick. Where There is some changes to this lineup so i'm not gonna get into that too much but obviously with the world cup some of these athletes competed in that and they're a little bit banged up but we got amy fernside um we got jakar winchester alex hedrick mallory velty amit allure and diamond guilford again like i said some of those matches are going to um, get changed up and we're going to get some replacements um i can't say what yet and then for the men's side we have nation garrett evan henderson evan wick and mike machiavellio um, Evan Wick, though, he has the number four ranked guy on the UWW website, Vasil Mikhailov. Jake, you're an international beast. Um, what do you think of this matchup? Does Evan Wick stand a chance? Home territory in California, Los Angeles, Huntington Beach. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, you can go and buy tickets and you can come in person. But if you're not there in person, you can go to our YouTube channel and watch for free. No Patreon, no no paywall. It's free. Um, an insane production team has, has been hired to do this. I believe I can't announce. The announcers are going to be great. I'll just say that. Um, you'll be surprised. It'll be good. Uh, but Jake, what do you think of this matchup between Evan Wick and Vasil Mikhailov? Yeah, you know, I think I think Evan Wick's a guy that everyone's going to have problems with. I think um, him being so tall and lanky, um, you know, he's going to give guys fits. I, I, you know, I don't know that he's ready to compete at this level, but I guess this is a, a perfect opportunity for him to, to find out whether he's, he's ready to go at this level or not. I think, uh, it's going to be a competitive match. I think he's going to give, give everyone fits that he wrestles this year. He's so, so long and lanky and just does things differently than everyone else. And I think Evan Wick's kind of a guy that people forget about. So he's, 
he's done a lot of damage on the freestyle scene. So I expect him to compete really well here. And I think he's, he's got a really good chance at pulling an upset. Also, we have Nation Garrett, Evan Henderson, and Mike Machiavelio. Again, uh, there will be some changes there, um, which will probably get announced tomorrow. Um, so uh, the Ukraine women, they stepped up and beat Japan and China, I believe, on their way to a title. Is that correct? Do you guys know off the top of your head? I'm getting two nods, two yeses. Uh, um, they definitely beat China and Japan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that'll be fun to watch as well. Um, have you guys ever been to or watched the Beat the Streets LA stuff before? No, I never. I okay, so they did it a couple years ago, and they hired this production team. And the production for this thing, like, if you guys think it's just me and Tyler rolling up with some cameras, you're wrong. That is definitely not what's going on here. Like, these guys have put in a ton of time and effort so if you if you guys want to watch the freestyle wrestling this sunday please please check it out again it is for free and this whole thing is for a good cause which is the most important part of this whole thing i know the wrestling is kind of the hook for this but obviously we want to um support beat the streets uh great organization i can't wait to get out there we're gonna do a freaking sweet video for it uh red carpet i'm gonna get a haircut i'm gonna wear a suit to this thing gonna do a little man on the street action it's gonna be an all-time classic video for stalemates and just an all-time classic event for beat the streets la so um please check that out this sunday and then the the benefit is saturday so december 17th and december 18th beat the streets la benefit gala and international wrestling event it is their 10th year of doing this so you guys can check that out on our youtube channel for free this sunday all right let's open it up let's see if we can get somebody in the chat and uh, we don't have anybody yet jv you said you joined um, if we get, let's, let's do this. If we get, um, so right now we did, we put out that video, the Tom Brands and Kevin Dresser video, which has done amazing. And we put at the end of that video that we would donate $1 per subscriber for everybody that joined or for everybody that subscribed from that video. And right now Ty's pulling it up, but we have like 500 some people. So we're already in the whole like $500 that we're going to donate to beat the streets LA and for everybody, for every person that joins this, whether you call or chat via the video thing, we'll donate. Uh, we'll do another twenty bucks. Yeah, maybe we can get up Sounds to six hundred by the end of the day. Yeah, by the end of this live plus stream, five hundred from that subscriber count on that video. Yeah, so we gained five hundred sixteen subscribers from that video. So we're gonna do a dollar per subscriber for that video, and then. However many people we can get on here to do uh, to join on the live until we absolutely just can't do it anymore, then we won't do it. But for everybody that would call in and join this live, we'll donate another twenty five bucks. So, 20. all right, we have somebody. Let's let's get Swayze on here. Swayze is joining Adam on the right. Would you? All right, there Swayze, is. what is going on? Thank you for tuning in. I know you've been a, a stalemates guy for a little bit now. Where are you calling in from? Oh. Yeah, I'm calling in from uh, York, Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska guy. Uh, you got any hot takes about wrestling over this past weekend? What do you think? Well, over this past weekend, I, I got to relax a little bit. I did go to the uh, Council Bluffs Classic, huge high school event that had uh, – I believe seven different states. And let me tell you, Joel Adams, if you've never seen him in person, he is worth the money for admission. He was up 
by 12 or 13 points, looked at the clock, knew he had to get a major, said, oh, let's go neutral. And, uh, hell, he didn't get the tech. He took the guy down in some funky move, pinned him, and and just calm his day. Calm his day. So uh, he's just very calm, collected, businesslike. Um, he was super impressive. Another group, I, uh, a team I was impressed with on the lady side, Washburn Rule out of Kansas. They uh, just destroyed the field at um, that tournament at one point. They were up by uh, close to 200 points. So um, that that's kind of the look from the high school uh, rankings from this past week. Uh, I know there's some big college when I say big college for me, I, lo I love my small college stuff. I'm doing the uh, Concordia Bulldog duels uh, formats this week, play-by-play, -play, five rounds. And then um, I do know uh, all my D2 brethren are out in Indy for the huge Midwest Classic, which is always a, uh, a good preview to the national tournament. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, I'm pumped that this week uh, I'll get to see uh, Botterdine Boggy Boldma for Doan. If you've never seen him wrestle, uh, currently on an 82-match win streak, 64 of his 82 wins are bonus. And this year he's 14-0 with eight tech falls, um, six pins and and, I'll, and i'm gonna say this as a hot take and i don't care if people don't like it because let's that, hear it that's, a, that's let's all right go. you know we talk we talk about the whole uh aspect of the hodge well back in 2001 kel sanderson shared with nick ackerman nick ackerman great story it was the only time he ever all american he, he beat the defending national champion he had four losses and he he only had maybe a third of his matches were bonus. Um, what Boldma is doing, I don't care who he's wrestling. I, I can't think of too many people across any division. You got to think too, this is only his fifth year ever doing folk style. His freshman year, he actually took third in JUCOs. And then he's been the three-time defending NAI champion. And the last two times he's been the OW of the NAI National Championship. I think his name needs to be mentioned in some sort of potential to be in Hodge. And if we don't have a uh, room for him in the debate, then we need to totally create something else then because he's absolutely phenomenal. And I, and I don't know, and like I said, if the kid from Simpson Ackerman could have four losses and get co-Hodge winner with Kale back in 2000, whatever, 2001, then why the hell can't we give it to, to Boggy, uh, Botterdine Boldma with what he's doing, his, his work. He could share it. I mean, hell, we all know, and, and, and this might but hurt some people, but we know that somebody straight out won the Hodge by themselves a year or two ago, and they went ahead and made it a co-winner. We're not fools. It could happen, and, and, and so that's my that's my soapbox. If he stays undefeated, I I think uh, his body of work is I, just superior. I got a Nebraska question for you. Um, okay, Harry Pack is coming in Nebraska. Terry Pack's going to be starting a JUCO in Nebraska. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts about that? Okay, uh, I'm glad he asked that. So Terry Pack and I have, have a little bit in common. So he initially started up the Neosho County Community College program 
back in Kansas uh, in the early 2000s, and he had them rolling. He brought in uh, the C.U. Falescu twins and had uh, many other individuals. In fact, when I wrestled at Central Oklahoma uh, back in 2000 and, oh my gosh, 2002, I think it was, we were down at the Lone Star Duels. We lost to uh, Neosho County. Well, we went on to win the D2 national title. Neosho was second in JUCOs that year. And so um, I think he is is shaking and baking. He's moving along really quick. I know um, he has a Greco guy that's on his staff. Um, oh, and, I, and the name slips my mind right now. But uh, I have been talking with Terry quite a bit. Uh, so I live about an hour to the west of Lincoln, but I go into Lincoln uh, twice a week for, uh, I, I work in health and human services, and Beatrice is about 40 minutes south of there. I've been communicating a lot with Terry. He is busting his rump right now, and he's not even going to be full-time or even really paid until June, and that's the same thing with his assistant. So right now, here's the other thing I want to put out again, I don't care if it hurts feelings, is you got guys that aren't even getting paid right now that are busting their ass to put 10 wrestlers out of weight. And actually, I want to say not 10 wrestlers, probably 30 wrestlers. I, I absolutely am, am just floored when we have colleges that can't fill 10 damn weights. And you see, I saw a duel last week where there was two matches. How the hell is that happening? That comes back to so many facets of our sport of, okay, I wasn't recruited out of high school. I found my way two years after high school onto a team because somebody gave me a chance. Well, here's the thing is, high school coaches need to be asking their wrestlers. I don't care if you're a state qualifier or not state qualifier. There are There is room for people. If a kid loves the damn sport, it's a lot better than having a forfeit. We talk about the 125 situation. Oh my gosh. Recruit 106, recruit 113, recruit 120. I mean, heck, there's I, it, to, to have forfeits in college. And, and I had somebody go, well, you don't understand because you don't coach college. Let me tell you something. I coached at Neosho County Community College, which was two hours from everything. I coached at a private school, Concordia, Nebraska. It's about, you know, you, you can't be a, a, a selective prick in some regards. Now, if you're, if you're Kel Sanderson, you could call somebody and say, hey, this is Kel Sanderson. I happen to be a Colorado Buffalo fan. I'm elated that we got Coach Prime coming. He can talk. He has a personality. But that's just it. I think there's some guys that were really great wrestlers, national champions, and stuff like that, that if it came to – you know, calling a recruit and talking to somebody on the phone or trying to sway somebody to come to them. National champion, my ass, they're 0-2 in a T-shirt. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some guys that think it's all about what they were, but then we see what they are, and they can't coach in terms of recruiting. It's, it's not all about, and we got some young guys getting in there, and they're finding out real quick, if you don't recruit, and you don't like take chances on the guys that weren't state qualifiers or didn't place and try to build something, guess what? Your ass is out the door. 
Now, if people ask, do I want to get back into coaching? No, I like being on the microphone. It's fun. I like doing play-by-play. I make good money with a with a grown-up job. This is this is fun. But man, I'm also the type that says, you know, I don't want to go back to coaching collegiately for this reason. I was that guy that nobody recruited. And I know there's a lot of guys out there that people don't recruit. So guy A might not be perfect for college B and so Hmm. on and down the line. So if I have a kid that's interested in wrestling in college, I don't want to be out of college where I say, man, we can't take you. I'd rather be here on the outside having fun and connecting kids and connecting coaches and helping everybody. We, Hmm. we, We don't need to be turning people away from the sport. If somebody wants to wrestle in college, and trust me, I have seen some bad college wrestlers. And this is coming from a guy who looked at the lights a lot. Mm. Um, we have room for people. <laughs> we have room for people. Swayze, I couldn't agree more. Uh, we're going to try to keep getting people in here. Thank you for calling so much, and thank you for supporting, yep. as always. Um, $25 more going to Beat the Streets LA. So thank you for joining, Woo-hoo. my man. All right. Appreciate See you that. guys. Yep. Swayze, thanks. All right. We've got another one here. we got oh. Chris. Chris, are you there? Hey. Chris, how you doing? And by the way, guys, we have people calling. We can only have so many people in the waiting room at a time. So if you guys haven't, if you guys called and, and we didn't answer, Colton, I'm seeing you're saying that, we will get to you. Um, but uh, we can only have so many people in at a time. And uh, Colton, if you go ahead and call, we will get you in after. Um, we're going to get Chris here and then Doug, and then we'll get to Colton. Um, but uh, Chris, the floor is yours. What do you want to say? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. I'm a bit of a, I'll say, new uh, fan of Thank you. Uh, of your show. Um, just got on there. I've been following a little bit on on uh, online and whatnot. But even to the sport, um, although I wrestled in high school, it wasn't it wasn't my thing. I played baseball and football um, at Rutgers. But in the last six seven years, I've I've grown like this uh, addiction now to uh, to wrestling and whatnot. And I got a, I got a few questions. Maybe you can point me in the uh, right direction. And it really stemmed from last night's match with um, Missouri and uh, Virginia Tech. And actually, I guess, I guess it goes back to last year with all the medical forfeits or um, uh, guys sitting out and not wrestling w- when their spot comes up. So <clears throat> in football, if you are down 14 points in the fourth quarter, and you're a running team, you got to pass the ball. You do something you're not comfortable with. You go there, you try to get the team win. You try to get the, the victory. I'm watching Elam and, uh, and Katka last night, and and he has a chance to win the, you know, at least tie the duel with a big win. May a pin, pinfall gets it for the team, but really wasn't doing it. Really wasn't going after it. it was, you know, I, it just brought me into my brain that he was more concerned about his ranking, about where he was on, a, on the individual level rather than the team level. That wouldn't happen in the other sport. You just, you throw the you throw shit at the wall. You go you go after like crazy, and then it got me thinking. When it came down to when they had these meets, you know, the, it seems that the individual rankings in the NCAA tournament in March trumps all the team format that goes out there. It seems that it's it's much more about what are you doing for me? I'm going to Penn State so I'm going to be a national champion. Not that I'm going to go and win a national championship with my team, and it seems like a, a kind of a miss by the sport it seems like there needs to be a national uh dual meet 
tournament that takes place that brings the emphasis back to the team rather than just the individual. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Maybe maybe I'm missing something on there and whatnot. I, I think you I think you maybe well, answered your own start. question. Uh, let, let me just real fast. Just the you hit the nail on the head with um because I think Corby's gonna expand on this. You hit the nail on the head with the fact that the the March tournament is just what these guys care about the most. So um it's 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 probably more individual than it is dual meet, but I think we that's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest flaw in wrestling is that we don't put more emphasis on duels because that is quite simply the easiest way to get a new fan like yourself on board is to pay attention to the dual meet scores. It's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. And we've seen so many great environments from the dual meet. It makes, it makes not close matches matter a whole lot more. Corby, go ahead. Uh, the problem you have is we're not like indoor outdoor track where you give out, you know, two separate championships. They, it's just an issue where if there's going to be one championship and wrestling's not willing to give up the one event of the year that makes money that has 15 people in this is the individual wrestling tournament. And if in order to give a dual team championship, that would change that event because they're only going to allow one team title for the sport per year. So, and then you get into, I mean, it's like you said, it's just, I don't see it ever happening just due to that. It's, it's like we have one event that does good. I, I'm with you. Or we do miss the boat sometimes. Um, Definitely, uh, like you said, in dual meets where, hey, maybe I'm going out there. And, and like you said, I, if I pin the guy, um, my team wins, but then that's going to hurt me and my seating in March. So we're an in, and as a new guy uh, or a new fan, per se, um, we are a team sport, but we're an individual sport first. Right. If I'm an individual and I take care of my business, then my team's going to take care of itself down the line. So. Um, no wrestler writes down their individual goal or their goals coming into college. And most of them never write down. I want to be part of a team national championship. No, that's not it. They want to be a, they, their accolades are kind of for yourself in this sport. I want to be a national champion. I want to be a four-time American. Nobody's writing down. I want to be a part of a four-time national championship team. It's just not, just not how our brains work and are wired in this sport. Um, now is that right? Uh, I don't know, but, um, I like our sport cause there are no excuses, right? It's like in baseball or, or whatever I could say, oh, well, you know, that kid made an error. We would have won. Well, in wrestling, you can't say shit besides you didn't win, you know? So, but that's kind of why we don't have the, the two titles or the two championships by per se. Real, real quick. I know you guys waiting. Um, anything else, Jake, no. what do you think? No, I'm 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 with you, Corby. Let's let's let him ask this next question. Just real quick, I noticed over the weekend, or I guess it was this weekend, you had uh, two guys going at him. My name's he was down ten nothing, and then medical forfeited out, and then he doesn't get a loss for medical forfeiting out when he's down ten nothing. What what's that about, <laughs> Corby? <laughs> Corby, Corby, go off. Well. I mean, how much time do you got? So, yeah, that's the, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's hard, right? Because 
I mean, medical forfeits are, it's a, it's a sticky one, right? Um, you'll see, here's one that's going to confuse you later on in the year. You're going to see guys do, or in the past, we've seen guys go out, they blow the whistle, the ref stops it. And then it's a one second, right? So the other guy gets the win. You know what I mean? Oh, because that, he needs that was the, the win. There's some, the co- and they had this extra match yeah. to get, to get, uh, RPI or whatever, right. To, uh, Go up the ladder, yeah, yeah, and that and qualify. I mean, that's the kind of fugazi stuff, though, that like keeps, in my opinion, early on here, you know, five, six years in, that keeps from the sport blowing up and becoming even more popular. Is that you have these strange oddities that go on that people don't understand what's 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 happening there. How do you have a how do you have that let, let that occur? And there's no there's no losses attributed there. You know, even like the All Star event, they wrestled, and it doesn't count for. It doesn't count for their personal record, so it's almost like didn't ex- wrestle stat doesn't even acknowledge that those matches took place at the All Star Classic. Is yeah, it yeah, and and the one there, go ahead. No, I, I just think that's, not. I think that's crazy as well. I remember getting into an argument with Piles way back in the day about uh, when Jane Cox wrestled in the. Uh, I thought Jane Cox should be wrestling should be ranked number one or something like that at the time, and I remember just going back and forth. I was like in high school and uh, going back and forth with them, and I didn't realize that it didn't count. The NWCA Classic doesn't count. But I think if it did count, we wouldn't have had that stacked of a lineup. So I'm kind of okay with it not counting. Uh, Chris, right. before we let you go, though, where are you, where are you from, my man? New Jersey, hotbed of uh, of high school wrestling and whatnot. Yeah, Middletown, New Jersey. Dang, shout out to New Jersey. Thanks for joining. We're going to keep rolling, though. Uh, thanks again for calling. All right, $25 more to Beat the Streets LA. And we are going to take a couple more here. We're going to get Doug on the line. Um, Doug Prosperi, which I think we got to meet this guy out in Ohio, if I'm correct. Doug, how you doing? Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Good to see you. What do you got going on? Uh, we're just hanging out. Uh, recovering from a wrestling hangover, if you would, from this weekend. Holy cow. You yeah. had so much fun you know, yeah. uh, and even at the local level out here in Ohio, uh, you know, out between the Iron Man, obviously, you know, but, uh, you know, we had a lot of other really great tournaments going on this weekend. So, uh, you know, and I, I'm not going to, boys, I, I'll tell you, I'm not going to be able to, to rattle off the things these guys just did. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> but I love what you guys are doing out there. Good Thank stuff. You. Thank you. You got a, you got a son, correct? Iowa boys, you know. Say it again. I said nothing but love out the Iowa boys. Yeah, appreciate that. You have, you have a son that's a, a hammer, no? Out in Ohio? I do. I do. Dom Dom Prosperi. Okay. How's the season going? He's a D2. You know, Ohio's got D1, D2, D3. Uh, he's uh, number five in D2 right now. Okay, Jake, you're, you're nodding your head. Jake knows him. What do you know about him, Jake? Oh, I'm I'm just I was just actually just looking him up, so I was gonna ch- check out his stats there. But uh, yeah, no, congrats! I'm excited. I'm a high school coach myself. So it's always real quick. Exciting. He, he, I mean, he, he's a freshman right now. Uh, wrestles for Canton South, and uh, 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 which is it's Canton local uh, is the school name district, but uh, Canton South is the school name, uh, which uh, you know it's it's. Uh, uh, kissing cousins to uh, to Perry Maslin, if you would, uh, and uh, Dom is kind of in a new, unique uh, situation. 
you know, his uh, drill partner since he's been seven years old is uh, Mason Rohr, uh, Lincoln Rohr, uh, yeah. the the Horak boys over there at Perry. Uh, you know, uh, he just wrestled. Uh, you guys covered the uh, scuffle down there in Cincinnati uh, that uh, the RTC put on. Uh, and Dom wrestled uh, Kane Shogger down there. Now that that outcome wasn't quite what we wanted, but uh, you know it was a good trip down to Cincinnati. A lot was learned. Got us ready for 32. Then uh, Dom went down to 32. Didn't quite have the outcome there either. But uh, you know we're uh, we're on the road back from a broken elbow. So uh, Dom broke his elbow there in the quarters at the OAC States last year as a two seed. Okay, yeah, if I remember right, I remember that matchup was probably one of the more hyped up ones um at the at the Barbarian uh scuffle. What was the what was the actual name of the event? Scuffle um preseason scuffle. The preseason scuffle that Barbarian apparel did. Now they just did a two too that I heard was a real big success for them as well. So um, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um we're gonna keep it rolling here though. Anything else you want to say before uh before you before you go, I guess? Well, I appreciate good. Hey, this is better than Monday Night Football, boys. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. <laughs> whenever Thank you guys are, whenever you guys are ready, uh, I'm ready to talk about uh, uh, Ohio Street League as well. So uh, let's yeah. open up that one, but please. I, we've talked about it with. Uh, I actually talked to Josh on the phone today from Barbarian Apparel. Shout out Barbarian Apparel, by the way. Um, and cool. uh, that little that that setup that he's got is great. You know, I think. Um, I think that would be perfect for Street League. It's really, really tight. It, it reminded me a lot of our first um, venue when Jake got the W Absolutely. down there. Absolutely. And the space helmet. We got to have the space helmet if we come to Ohio again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. All right. I appreciate it. Always yep. good. Keep it up. Keep grinding. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, we got Colton McChrystal on the line, but he's having technical difficulties. Let's see. There he is. All right. Uh, so what are we at so far? Come on. That was the th third guy. So this yes, is the fourth fourth guy. So another hundred dollars, um, to beat the streets. L a, we got the street league multiple time champion. Let's the clap champion. it up for him really quick. How you doing coach? What do you got going on? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you guys? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's, uh, how's Eastern Western Iowa going? I moved. Where are you at? Uh, I'm back in Lincoln. Back in okay. Lincoln, I'm uh, yeah, back with the NWTC and uh, in the Nebraska wrestling room every day. It's freaking great. Let's go, let's go. I love that. <laughs> um, how how is Nebraska doing in your eyes this year? Um, good, good. Um, so you know, I had that <clears throat> a little bit of a bumpy start. Open the the dual season with the loss in North Dakota State. And got to give them credit. They wrestled great. And uh, we had some guys kind of finding their way into the lineup and also had some guys just finding their way, you know. Brock Hardy lost in that duel, and now he's a hammer. Uh, he's back on track. Um, and so, yeah, uh, competing well. Um, back at it this Sunday, have South Dakota State. And what about you? Are you going to compete anytime soon? What do we got? <laughs> no actually so i'm with the nwtc but uh non-competitive i'm uh you guys own me still me it's that's right hey we got, we got you right over here don't worry we got the singlets up on the wall oh nice. Uh, i haven't seen it yet 
Yeah. Well, we haven't really filmed a whole lot in this studio space, so right. uh, we'll, we'll do a studio tour one of these days. We just haven't got it fully set up how we want. Um, but uh, what what do you think of the season overall so far? We won't talk about Nebraska anymore. We got that covered. But are you surprised by how the season's going? A lot of national champs going down. It's wrestling, man. It's freaking nuts. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what makes it great. Listen, if you're a defending national champ and that means that you get to go undefeated and win it the next year, it's uh, it's not the same sport, you know. So it's it's awesome. Um, makes it exciting as a fan, um, and now as a you know invest really invested in my own guys that just excited to see them. Uh, you know, Mikey Labriola just freaking knocked off Mackay. Um, yeah, it's it's just great. It's freaking awesome. Season's coming and uh, or it's going, and we're not even in January. Yeah, it's insane. I can't wait. I started looking at some of the second half schedule. That way, I can take work off um, right now. <laughs> but before I ask Colton this, because I know he's always ready, he's. We've talked about Colton being the main event of the next street league, which I think at this point it's probably a done deal if he's still competing whenever we get going. But I want to know. Who does Corby and Jake think Colton McChrystal should wrestle next? I haven't talked to Colton at all about this, but who would you guys like to see Colton wrestle next? Corby, you got any ideas? I gotta <laughs> think about this one for a sec. Can I put something yeah. out there first? I, I, I well, go ahead. I think Montel Marion would be a good one for me to try and get. <laughs> Dang. Thoughts in the vault. What do you huh? think? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that guy's up to. Um, I don't really either. I don't even know him. I haven't talked to him, but I do know that he's working out in some rooms and I've heard he's looking good in this and that. And uh, I know he's involved in the sport. I know he's in Des Moines area. He's a former Hawkeye. You're a stud from the state of Iowa. I think it makes a ton of sense. Sure, man. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> that's, that's been Colton's response every time. And for anybody curious, that's exactly how any negotiation has ever gone with Colton. So <laughs> I can literally say whoever, and he's going to say yeah. Uh, you guys <laughs> thought of like, <laughs> what else? I mean, what am I going to do? Lose? Like, it's, at this point, like, it doesn't matter. You know, just put on a show, have some fun. Um, you don't get to do that. Like, imagine another sport where you get a do that like you're retired but you get to come out and be a part of like this really cool thing that is pretty unique and continue to do what you've been doing for your whole life like there, there's not a lot of other sports you can just do that like yeah you could just jump in like a five on five basketball game like a pickup game but it's not the same right like it's you know when when you can just retire from wrestling and your competitive career is over and so you, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, but you can still jump into an event like Stalemates puts on and uh, scrap it out with someone that you – that's tough. Like I've had three freaking studs. Um, this is the best. Like it's it just – I've won, which has been cool, but if I hadn't, like respect to those guys, they're, they're freaking animals. And um, yeah, that's why – yeah, I'll probably continue to do it until someone tells me otherwise. Corby, do you think of somebody? You know, 
I did. I did. How about Mitch McKee? <laughs> Mitch McKee. Yeah. Uh, that's that's we, one I just thought that. of. Spitting. Well, we did that one in, uh, what was that, 2021? The, the Wisconsin? Yeah. Event. Yeah, Wisconsin yep. RTC thing. And, you know, he was training yep. hard. It was my first year of coaching at, at Morningside. And um, yep. my number one goal was don't get head pinched. That's about it. Yep. And he he went big to start the match, and he dropped me right on his own head. Mm. And I thought he knocked himself out. <laughs> he was he was dizzy, um, and he still made it really tough on me after throwing himself onto his head. And uh, yeah, it was tough. But he's also got another career going, so I don't know. I don't know how realistic that one. He is. does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um. My opinion, we got to go back to the very first venue that that was, I mean, to me, Street League four has got to be where Street League one was. There was we've been a few other places, but that that venue was epic. I like you said, I could McChrystal Montel Marion in there would be would be unbelievable. Um, Yeah, I think it sells out. I think that place. I think that's an instant sellout for sure. Especially if we if we get some more local guys on the undercard or the you know, the rest of the card, I don't like to say undercard, but the the rest of the main card, I think we pack it with a bunch of local Iowa people again and uh, get McChrystal and and um, and I don't know if it's possible, but I, I would love to see Montel Marion go out there one more time. We definitely got to bring we definitely got to bring the wombats, right? Yeah, they'll be there for sure. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, and they gotta have Schmitz. a guy. They gotta have a guy in it, and then you just gotta call Nick Mitchell at Grandview and get a bunch of Grandview dudes to scrap a few Grandview guys on the card. Um, I mean, come on, dude. If you're, I mean, if you're throwing out a wrestling mat in a in a place and you're just gonna go scrap, and I mean, if I mean, dude, if you gotta get Justin Kothy. I mean, come on, that dude's been through everything. He's been up, down. If Justin Kothy can't come and drink beer and wrestle, then nobody can. <laughs> Dang, oh, he's like your age, Jake, right? You guys are yeah, he is. I think he's a year younger than me, so he would he would I, be an uh, awesome kid. He'd bomb some dude, dudes. I saw him at an open like last year, and I could not believe it. <laughs> that he was still in a college open wrestling. Like I just, it was crazy. He's a year older than me. Yeah. He was probably one of the best ones in Iowa to never win it. I would say like he was, he was literally ragged on guys to the point that he was yeah, man. getting kicked out of the state tournament. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mr. DQ, which is probably not what you want to be known for, but man, he was fun to watch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, Colton. Thank you for joining another $25 to beat the streets LA. Um, we're going to end the show here to, with the, to the f- fan, a friend of the show. What were you saying, Colton? Got got you up to that hundred bucks. Yes, you did. Thank you. As always, you're always, <laughs> yep. always the best. Uh, so I appreciate that, my man. No problem. We'll catch you Thank guys you. later. Uh, maybe, maybe at the next. Oh, also stalemates are coming up. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this year goes. I, I thought I got hosed last year, but. It, <laughs> yeah i no comment but uh you know i i wouldn't disagree with you either i think i think little, that's little a nepotism. very I, I had nothing you know i'm staying out of that all right colton thank you brother yeah see you guys
All right. One more call here. Uh, this guy doesn't know how to use the internet, though, so we'll see if he joins. Um, he's texting me, telling me he's. Let me see if. Hey, if you're if you're listening, Mister Last Guy, join again. You guys know what I'm talking about friend of the show, maybe. You guys oh, are gonna have fun I, with this I one. I definitely know. I definitely, I definitely know. It's got to be Felter's facts. This guy is probably <laughs> in a tree stand somewhere. He's probably got like. He probably hooked an antenna to his freaking RV for for freaking internet or something. Who knows? Yeah, let's close this bad boy out with him. He's if probably he ever a gets half on. hour out. Um, He'll be here in a minute. But yeah, I think McChrystal and, and Montel would be fun. I think that would be fun. I think that was a great I think that was a great suggestion. I mean, he's in the Des Moines area too. I mean, you're talking two guys that are around the same weight who love to scrap and wrestle hard. So I, I think it's a great suggestion. Yeah, last I knew, he was scrapping pretty hard in the room with some current Hawkeyes. So um, I, heard it, I heard it got fun. But all right, let's see if he can get in here. I don't know if it's going to work. So we'll give him a couple more minutes. But I, I, what do you guys think of the live show so far? I like it. I mean, we, we got some obvious kinks to work out here. Um, because we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but I think for the most part, it's been fun. Um, let's see if we can get this, this goober on the phone one more time. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> try it one more time. If not, we got to bounce out of here. Um, here we okay, go. Okay. All right. Come on. Here he is. Let's see. If, I think it might be his internet. Camera. It says guest has muted himself, so so you gotta unmute yourself. Mm, who is this mystery man? He's labeled in here as Big Brother. Oh, yeah, down in the bottom, the little. No, he's no, good. He'll, he'll figure it out. He just gotta click the mute. <laughs> <laughs> he says, <laughs> "Let's." All right, maybe this won't work, but uh, let's see. Let's see if he can get this going. He's joined. He's called multiple times, but it just hasn't gone through. Um, Let's That's see. Weird. He's probably on your phone. Well, dude, he's in uh, he's in Bondurant, dude. Like, I don't even know if they have <laughs> internet out there. All right, let's see. Um, Nathan Ryan Jiu Jitsu says love it. Thank you. Uh, Anton says it's awesome. Thank you. Grandview and Warburg should duel, but have a pre-show duel of alumni matches. Jake. Yeah. That's I'm right. In. Your alley. Who's gonna I'm win in. that this year? Oh wait, not Grandview. Who's the who's the, who's Warburg Augsburg, right? Yeah, Warburg Augsburg D three. Who's gonna have they wrestled yet? They probably haven't, right? No, I think they normally wrestle in uh, January, January okay. February. Is that worth going up to? It's awesome. You'd love it. Yeah, it gets pretty heated. Do they do it oh, at yeah. a mutual site or where where they go home and home or what? They go they go back and forth. So like Augsburg does a stage with the whole you know, drop light and it, it, you know, it's a big deal. And then, uh, up in Waverly, they just have a ton of fans. So they, they love it up in Waverly. So yeah, it's an awesome duel. I, I was lucky to wrestle on a couple of them. So, um, I got to feel it. L unfortunately for me, I, I loved to lose to Mike Funfinger, but, uh, you know, he, he was a stud. So I, I can't really think much about that. <laughs> Yeah, for those who don't know, Jake wrestled at Warburg in 1999, right? 98? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, 2000, 2000, yeah. Nah. All right, let's see if he can get on here. He said he's going to try one more time. He's trying on his phone. All right. Let's see. If this doesn't work, it's it's just going to be a wrap for the day. 
Um, oh, <laughs> oh no! There go, there go. He might be frozen Yo. out. Are you there? I can hear him. Can you hear us? That's a pretty ominous picture of him right now. I see his ugly mug. <laughs> I don't know. He's on that. He's in the boonies. He's muted himself. All right. He's well, next time. We, yeah. And he's, we gave away our secret guest. But <laughs> there's our secret yeah. guest. That's you all you're going to get for now. You're going to have to drive out to his house and give him a tutorial. Everyone, remember that face in the lower right corner. Yeah. That's Actually, good clip. Oh. Good clip. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. Clip. That's that's aims. That's aim security. That's aim security right there. There he is. All right, all right, guys. Thanks for watching so much. Maybe we can get fellers on here next week. See if we can hook them up with some Wi-Fi or some Ethernet. Get him going. But uh, thank you guys for watching. If you guys like this live show, we'll just keep doing it every week. I think this was this is probably more fun than we've had so far this year for uh, for shows, at least for the virtual shows. Um, you guys have anything else you want to say before we go? Nope. Nope. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. See you next Roll week. Roll Tide. Yep. Thanks, guys.